This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and let's get right to what's happening in the consumer news from the past week. So how is inflation and the soaring cost of food affected the big Canadian grocery store chains. Well, for Loblaw, Canada's largest food retailer, it hasn't affected their bottom line. Their profits are up 5% from a year ago to hit $621 million in the latest quarter. Loblaw is also the parent company for Shoppers Drug Mart, and they say total revenue for the entire company in this quarter totaled more than $18 billion dollars a billion more than the same quarter last year. It's almost two years to the day since many of us learned the phrase atmospheric river. It was when those powerful rainstorms caused major flooding, destroyed homes, and tore up huge sections of southern interior roadways. And now, two years later, the province says permanent repairs to the Coquihalla Highway are complete. Highways Minister Rob Fleming said this week, that six new climate-resilient bridges are now in place. A statement from the ministry says the bridges are built to withstand high water levels by using deep pile footings and longer spans. It says large rock protection has been added to guard the bridge supports from erosion. A man who lives near Quenell has been ordered to pay the provincial government nearly $450,000 for firefighting costs and lost timber after he started a wildfire over four years ago. The BC Forest Appeals Commission says Clark Matheson tried to blame an arsonist for the wildfire that started on his property west of Quenell. But uh, the, the Appeals Commission says Matheson lit a huge pile of debris on a property he owns in February of 2019. This was February, and he apparently figured that all the snow on the ground around the fire would work as a fuel break. Well, not so much. It was months later that holdover from that fire probably embers that were still alive, lit a nearby grass fire that the BC Wildfire Service had to respond to. Canada is getting in on the clean energy industry and a plant right here uh, in the Lower Mainland that makes batteries is expected to be a big part of it. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says the billion-dollar battery cell production plant in Maple Ridge will produce up to 135 million batteries every year as part of Canada's push toward clean technology. Justin Trudeau says it will be the largest factory in Canada to manufacture the high-performance batteries. And these are high-performance lithium cell batteries that are used to power all sorts of things, including vacuums, medical devices, and power and gardening tools. Construction for the plant is expected to start next June in Maple Ridge, with the place expected to be fully operational in 2028. Twitter, or rather X, as nobody seems to be calling it, has lost yet another big advertiser. IBM has stopped advertising on X. The U.S. tech giant made that decision late this week after a report from the group Media Matters showed that its ads were appearing alongside material praising Adolf Hitler and the Nazis. 
The report said it saw the same thing with ads from companies like Apple, Oracle, and Comcast. Billionaire owner Elon Musk Musk sparked outcry this week with his own tweets, including one where he agrees with a user who accused Jewish people of hating white people. And Dolly Parton has released a new album. Came out yesterday, and this one is a little different. Rockstar is the 49th studio album by Dolly Parton, and on it she covers some of her favorite rock and roll songs, along with the people who did them originally. So that includes Every Breath You Take with Sting and Heartbreaker with Pat Benatar. How about Magic Man, the Heart song? She does that with Ann Wilson of Heart, and she even does a Beatles song, Let It Be also featuring Paul McCartney. The idea for the album started more than a year ago when she was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. At first, she declined because she felt she wasn't really a rock and roll singer. She, of course, is more country. She's Dolly Parton. But she eventually decided to accept the award, but told everybody that her next record would be all about the rock. And Rockstar is streaming now. You can also buy it on LP if you've got a record player. There's even a special four-record set that's pressed on pink vinyl. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. Are you missing a tooth, a whole bunch of teeth? Well, there are lots of options. We'll hear about them next with the folks from BC Perio. So stick around. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. And are you missing a tooth? Are you self-conscious about that tooth? Maybe you have a few teeth that are missing. Or or maybe you've had dentists dentures for a while. And uh, you're getting kind of tired of the dentures. They don't fit as well as they used to. Well, a dental implant may be just what you need. Dental implant technology is becoming more and more common as people find they can get a new smile, sometimes in one day. That's because of new technology, uh, all sorts of new space age materials being used and techniques that make it quicker and uh, a lot more comfortable. It's not as painful as you may think. And at the forefront of this new dental implant technology is a place right here in the Lower Mainland, the BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center. They're on West Broadway in Vancouver and Johnson Street in Coquitlam. You can find them online at bcperio.ca. You can give them a call, 604-872-0222. And one of the professionals working there as a dentist is uh, Dr. Ron Zokel, uh, our friend, and he's here now. Hi, Dr. Zokel. How are you? Hello, Martin. I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? Good, good, good. And I started by mentioning that uh, the new techniques make dental implants more comfortable. And we always start talking about, you know, dentures and all that stuff. But let's talk about uh, the comfort because a lot of people are afraid of the dentist in general. And an implant, you know, when you're working with the bone, sounds like it's some pretty serious business. But with the techniques that you guys have, it's not as painful as people might think, right? I, I think that's a fair statement to say. Uh, we we routinely hear of situations where some patients have implants placed, but they end up with a lot of pain and swelling after they come out of their freezing. And 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 the truth is, is that is that if you do the surgery extremely well and, and properly, it doesn't really matter what it 
did, what you had to do to take the tooth out or to remove the disease or place the implant, uh, it is common for us to have patients come back and say, I didn't need even as much as an aspirin having coming out of the anesthetic. Yeah, that, that, that sounds uh, promising. <laughs> I think a lot of people would, <laughs> would like that. And, and I guess part of that, part of the reason for that is the kind of technology you use for imaging, like the way you can see inside uh, people's skulls and see where the bone is and where everything is. And so you know exactly, you're not like feeling around, fumbling around, trying to get everything organized. You know where everything is before you do anything, right? I think it's absolutely true. And it's counterintuitive to think that none of this type of a surgery would be pain-free and yet that's the reality and the ability to to do the work very accurately uh, is as you say technologically based where we can use the three-dimensional technology to identify the volume of bone the disease characteristics where to place the implant what we have to do to get it in there properly uh, all before we even start the process and it's a wonderful thing yeah, no, it's pretty cool. We're talking to uh, Dr. Ron Zokel from BC Perio, and uh, we're talking about technology and the kind of uh, technology that's available uh, at BC Perio. It, it really is some of the most advanced stuff in the world, and I guess it's changing all the time. I think that's true. One of the things that doesn't change is that the human body has certain biological factors that have to be met. And, and when you heal, you resolve disease and you heal bone structure and gum tissue, it's unless a person's got a systemic problem, uh, the, the process is almost very, very similar for one person to another. What does change though is as you pointed out the technology and our ability to incorporate that into the diagnosis treatment planning, and execution of the procedure itself. Mm -hmm. And if people have, say, a missing tooth, they've been missing that tooth for a long time, maybe it was a, a hockey accident, or, you know, or for whatever reason, they have a missing tooth, there are good reasons why you shouldn't just let that space sit there, right? You should get something in there at some point, right? Well, there's a couple of things to consider in that. And, and one of them is that when a tooth move or it is taken out that the fact that the teeth are in a balance you, you'd have to presume that the teeth aren't going to change if you want to delay your placement of an implant or to correct that change that occurred in the mouth and that's just not the case teeth shift and they move around they're actually in balance with, with each other when you remove one you disrupt that balance and things shift around and when they do shift around they don't shift around in a way that's beneficial to the patient usually other things occur which cause more tooth loss and a loss of bone structure. So the early correction of a missing tooth is valuable both in the front of the mouth and the back of the mouth. Yeah, and I guess that's why people who, uh, who as they get older and they have a lot of missing teeth, you can actually see it in their face. Well, there can. When you lose teeth and you lose bone structure, the, the facial features will collapse inward, giving a very very uh, characteristic impression of somebody who wears a denture but doesn't, has supposed to wear dentures but doesn't. And so everything collapses inward. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why you should go see BC Perio. Uh, go to bcperio.ca. They're in, uh, in Vancouver, West Broadway, and also Johnson Street in Coquitlam. And uh, you mentioned uh, uh, dentures. Let's talk to the people who have dentures. Maybe they've had dentures for a while. And the thing about dentures that... Uh, 
uh, kind of surprised me is that they don't really stay the same. They, as they get older, they tend to stretch and get loose, right? And that can be frustrating. Yeah. So what gets, what changes is the mouth itself. The denture, of course, is a very physical thing. It doesn't characteristically change, but underneath it, the bone goes away, the soft tissue changes. And therefore the, the basis on which the denture originally fit is no longer the same. And that's why they loosen up. And therefore people who are more prone to bone loss and soft tissue damage will have to have their dentures relined or replaced more regularly than others. Mm -hmm. And we've talked a little bit before about how it's not an all or nothing thing with a dental implant. Uh, maybe you have dentures. It, sometimes it can be, you know, a couple of implants and then a, a bridge or something. Um, so I think it's important that people come in for a consultation, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, and you're right. There are many ways that you can incorporate implants to hold a denture in place and not let it fall over the place, all over the place, or to support the bite. There's two ways of, of managing implants with, uh, with dentures then. Yeah. And, and that's helpful for a number of reasons because, I mean, it's also a financial reason. If you have a lot of missing teeth, um, you know, and your budget doesn't allow it, you can, uh, you could get a, a couple of implants. And then, so there's, there's different options, right? There are. And people will commonly say to me is, is do I really need that? Uh, and I, my answer is consistently, no, you don't need that. You don't even need your teeth. I know a lot of people have gone through their life with dentures. And the truth is, is that majority of them are very uncomfortable and unhappy with them. But if you want teeth, we can help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so what's sort of the process for people, uh, who might, you know, there's thinking about getting a, a dental implant, uh, maybe they want to replace dentures or they, they have a, a missing tooth or, or a few missing teeth. So sort of what's the process? They, they come in for a, a consultation. Yes. First of all, we have to understand the nature of their, of their dental condition and to see whether or not some teeth are salvageable or not. And uh, therefore, that requires a comprehensive examination and a diagnosis. And from that, we can determine what's the easiest, safest, and most predictable route to uh, return them back to a normal function so they can go on with the rest of their life without a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. And it's also important to think about your mouth, the health of your mouth as a, as sort of a holistic, uh, sort of version of your entire health, because if you've got infections say, and, uh, things that are not too good in your mouth, that that's a, a, a danger sign for your whole body. <laughs> Very much so. And we've known this for quite a while, but the medical research has more recently in the last five years or so come to that conclusion and actually produce documentation on, on the fact that that is true. And in fact, when I have a patient who is looking to have some work done and they happen to be a patient of a cardiologist, for example, and are looking forward to some type of cardiac surgery, usually the cardiologist will say, you got to get your mouth healthy before we do your heart surgery, because the potential for you to have more problems if you don't control the health of your mouth is pretty high. So this is a, a case of you have inflammation, say, in your gums, you've got infected gums, uh, that this infection kind of, this bacteria kind of spreads throughout the body and causes inflammation in other places. Is that how that works? Well, very much so. And what we are aware of is that, uh, is that 
the mechanism, we call them microorganisms because bacteria is only one form of a microorganism. And these, these entities will go in, they'll embed themselves into arterial walls, and they will influence how, whether if you have a tendency to accumulate plaques in artery walls, it could potentially cause a heart attack or a stroke to occur. And uh, the bacteria play a large role in that. Mm-hmm. And I guess in, in some more superficial roles, they play things like halitosis, which nobody wants. <laughs> That's right. Nobody wants to be somebody around somebody who doesn't smell all that good. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, that's, that's a, a, a real thing. Like when you have a, uh, an infection in your mouth, it often, uh, you know, comes across as really, really bad breath. Well, very much so. And it's not all bad breath is not caused by dental disease. It could have other issues, medical issues, for example. This is, these are things that we'd want to rule out if somebody does come in with a condition of halitosis. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Dr. Ron Zokel uh, from BC Perio, the BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center there at 777 West Broadway in Vancouver and on Johnson Street in Coquitlam. You can go onto the we- their website at bcperio.ca and the phone number is 604-872-0222. And uh, they are at the forefront of this technology, not only uh, the materials that they use, but also the imaging techniques. You're in good hands with BC Perio. And, and just to give you an idea of uh, you know, how, how up-to-date these people are, our guest today, Dr. Ron Zokel, is actually headed somewhere, I'll say Mexico, uh, to actually teach uh, this technology and this, the techniques that they use at BC Perio. So they know what they're doing. And uh, um, when we come back, I want to talk about uh, your trip because I'm always jealous of you, Dr. Zokel. You're always <laughs> going somewhere really, really interesting, somewhere quite exotic and, uh, you know, like Bora Bora or, uh, you know, South Africa. But you're always teaching and you're not only learning stuff, but you're also teaching others. So, so when we come back, we're going to talk more with Dr. Ron Zokel from BC Perio. And as I say, you can go to their website at bcperio.ca. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. Stick around. We'll have more right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong, and today we're talking about your dental health uh, and how important it is to your overall health with Dr. Ron Zokel, BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center. BC Perio has two locations in the Lower Mainland, one on West Broadway in Vancouver, one on Johnson Street in Coquitlam. You can find them online at bcperio.ca. Uh, 604-872-0222 is the number. Go in for a consultation. And as we were talking about, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Um, sometimes it could be uh, a couple of implants and something else, a bridge or something. And other times you could get a whole mouthful of implants. Um, and Dr. Zogel, what's, what's the most, what's the highest number of implants you've ever put in a single person? <laughs> that would be about, I think it was about 28, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but that's, that's one per tooth. That's, that's very, very unusual, Martin. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it is impressive. And, and for people going in and say they're getting one implant or, or two or something, you can often do them in one day. 
that's pretty cool. And we do com- commonly. Uh, it's 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 the norm rather than the exception. Yeah. So more and more because, like I say, um, when I got mine, it was a long process of, of I got the the thing that they went in there, and then I had to wait, and then I finally got the crown. So so I think that that's great. So you must see people all the time uh, who come in one way and they go out another way. And when I say one way, I, I don't just mean you know without a good smile. They must go out just beaming with, with happiness at, at having this whole new <laughs> lease on life. I think you're referring to the procedure we call all on four. And it's a, it's not necessarily four implants, but it could be any number of implants. So when somebody comes in and their disease is so severe that they have to lose all their remaining teeth and remove the disease, it is common for them to come in, have the implants placed, and a completely new set of teeth placed on the very same day. So you do get what you said, and that is you come in in the morning uh, with your old bad teeth and you walk out with brand new solid teeth Then that afternoon. It's unusual uh, for many people, but uh, it's what we do on a fairly regular basis. Yeah, you create a whole new person. That's pretty cool. Well, it changes their life quite dramatically, and uh, we've seen people so... So dis- when I don't want to use the word distress, what they are are so unbelievably happy with what they see. They're so emotional uh, that they break down and they, they they cry because they see something they never expected to see. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Dr. Ron Zokel is with us from BC Perio, uh, bcperio.ca. And uh, I mentioned before the break that uh, you're going to Mexico because you're always going somewhere. Uh, and you're, <laughs> and this time you're actually going to teach, right? Yes, and it's pretty much what we do on a, a regular basis. Uh, I am heading a group of surgical instructors to go down to Mexico City where we will be uh, teaching a group of dentists who come from U.S. and Canada into that area where we provide surgical services for implants for a great many people. And the thing is, is that in that area, there there are a lot more people who need this type of work than there are dentists to provide, and we provide it at no cost to the to the patient. Wow, that's it's very cool. And how important is it to to keep up to date on this kind of dental implant technology? I think it's critical. Uh, Research is being done every day. I could spend my life just reading all the research that's done on a routine basis. But if you're not aware of some of the steps that are being taken to advance our understanding and knowledge of this field, then you can't be an educator in the field. And so that's one of the important roles that we play, and that is keeping up with the science and the understanding of what we can do better, do perhaps differently, but also better. Yeah. And, and that's the kind of care you get at BC Perio, BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center, uh, bcperio.ca. And uh, I mean, let's just, uh, for people who don't understand about too much about dental implants, I think everybody knows what it is, but it's important to to, to note some, some really important uh, distinctions between other options like uh, dentures and things like that. And one of them is the success rate of a dental implant compared to other things like dentures and crowns and bridges. Um, they have a 98% rate of success and that's higher than all the other ones, right? 
Well, it is. And when you talk about success, you got to talk about over what period of time. So something could have 100% success if you're talking about a week down the road or a month or a year. But having 98% success over a 10-year basis is a very, very high standard, which very few things in dentistry actually happen at that level of success. And implant dentistry is one of them. Implants are one of the very, very few procedures in dentistry where you can have a reasonable expectation of the implant lasting you the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, uh, the, the notes that I've here, it says, but after about seven years, dentures require replacement and bridges or crowns last between five and 10 years. And, and not only that, but dentures, uh, besides replacing them, they also don't fit as perfectly as they did in day one. Right. No, it's very true. And, and we talked about that earlier. And when, when we note that the bone changes underneath the denture. Now, when you put implants in the bone, the implants actually enhance the quality of the bone so the bone doesn't leave. And therefore, it can retain that denture for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. And and another one, another interesting aspect of a dental implant is something is, is that they're cavity free. And I, I think most people would not expect to get a cavity in their dental implant, but they don't have to worry about the dental implant being needing special care or, you, you know, you don't need a special implant brush or something. You, you just treat that dental implant like all your other teeth, take care of it and it'll be fine. And, and that's correct. If you're cleaning it properly, then you don't have to worry about a disease factor around them. And uh, that's not to say they're completely 100% perfect if, because the bacteria in the mouth is common. So you have a constant state of minor inflammation around all the tissues in, within the mouth. That's normal. Our goal is to control them. So the hygiene, the way you clean around there is critical to their long-term success without any type of complications or issues. Okay. So this is your, your PSA about flossing, I guess. I mean, how many times Dave, <laughs> do you tell people to, as a dentist, because I always feel like, uh, well, not so much anymore, but I used to always feel like my dentist was always kind of disappointed with my flossing. But, uh, uh, how many times a day do you tell people to, to floss? Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a real good question because I know a lot of people don't floss. And as much as I th- think that flossing is is very valuable. I also understand that the water pick itself has been identified as a reasonable replacement to flossing. So if you don't like to floss, and a lot of people do not, consider a water pick. But I would recommend that if you're going to brush, use either floss or a water pick to supplement the flossing to get the best result. Yeah. And what about uh, those electric toothbrushes? Like a, I have a Sonicare toothbrush. I mean, how how do you, do you feel that they are, provide much of an advantage to a regular old-fashioned toothbrush? It depends on how you use it, okay? Mm-hmm. And I, I says, so do I have to use this type of toothbrush? I say, you can use a whisk broom for all I care as long as you get the <laughs> job done. But but the Sonicare toothbrush is what I use and every one of my family member uses because I think the studies have shown that these electric toothbrushes, when used in the same fashion as a regular toothbrush, do a better job than the regular toothbrush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once I started using one of those, I I don't think I could go back. It it seems kind of so primitive to use a regular toothbrush to me now. Well, as I say, as long as you're you're cleaning your teeth correctly and and effectively, then it doesn't matter what you use. And uh, it's just that something like an electric toothbrush and specifically a Sonicare, I can testify the fact that this is by far better than anything else I've used. 
Right. And uh, another thing about dental implants is the materials that are being used. And it's mostly titanium now, right? Well, combination, the implant itself is predominantly titanium. There are other options there, titanium or titanium alloy, but the structures that are put onto the implant are a combination of titanium and zirconia predominantly. And that's a big improvement over where we were 10 years ago. Yeah, because NASA uses titanium a lot. So you know it's going to be good. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And and the truth of the matter is, is that it was found out by a, a gentleman of P.I. Brandemark out of Sweden. He was an orthopedic surgeon. He found that when you put titanium in the human body, it did not have a reaction. The body doesn't recognize it as a foreign material. That's why it's such a great benefit for what we do. Yeah. And that's what's interesting about talking about uh, dental implants is the way the human body kind of uh, takes the implant and sort of adopts it as its own and the bone grows around it. And I think that's really, really cool. So in that instance, you're actually increasing the strength of your jawbone with a dental implant. Would you say that that's a, a correct way to say that? I think it is. And, and what happens is that bone is a dynamic material. And our research has shown that if you don't, like a muscle, but on a slower basis, if you don't stimulate it, it shrinks slightly. If you do stimulate it, it grows in its density and strength. And, and that's what we see with the dental implant. We see a growth of strong, strong bone around the dental implant. And that's why it's not so wise to have uh, empty spaces where there should be teeth for a lot of years, because as the years go on, that uh, the strength of the jawbone, it kind of decreases and things get out of alignment. Yeah, it can. And and the fact that it will, what we call atrophy or resorb slightly, it will shrink a little bit, but it also become less dense. All that is true, but it's all recoverable once you do decide to put an implant in. Mm-hmm. And uh, age uh, is not a factor for, uh, I guess, if you're th- th- for young people, uh, you have sort of a, a, a cutoff date for young people, right? Well, the key factor in how young a person or how old a person should be for placing a dental implant is at the point when their jaw structure is no longer growing. And for young ladies, it's 17, 18. For boys, it might be 18 to 20. So those are the general parameters for the youth that we treat. Uh, we try to have, uh, stay away from implants until such time as uh, they are at least in the 20s, if at all possible. Yeah. And for older people, you, you often work on older people, right? <laughs> the majority of people lose their teeth with age. so And it's the traumatic injuries that occur when, when a person is really young. But the older people here, because of years and years of ongoing deterioration, structural failure of the teeth because they break or could be gum disease, whatever it is, they tend to lose more teeth, of course, and then they're looking to rebuild. And uh, and upper age is not a factor at all. It's a question of whether or not you're healthy enough for your bone to heal. And that can, that problems in that area can happen at any age. And I always ask you who the oldest person you've ever given an implant to. And I'm just wondering, maybe you've broken your last record. I don't know. what. Who's the oldest person? Well, it's it's 94. And I don't know that I'll break that one, quite frankly. It's (laughs) not impossible, but it's, it's, it's it's a high number. It's a high age. Yeah. Well, you know what they say, 94 is the new 84, apparently. That's what they're saying. <laughs> I wait for uh, it to become the new 64. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> by the time by the time we're ninety four. Uh, well, Dr. Ron Zokel uh, is our guest. Thanks for for being here. You are from uh, BC Perio. People can go to bcperio.ca. You can give them a call at six zero four eight seven two zero two two two. Um, and, uh, they are the state of the art and Dr. Ron Zokel, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Martin. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. And when we come back, it was arguably the most popular show on TV this past year. And now that the actor's strike is over, they're all set to shoot season two. And this time they'll be filming right here in Vancouver. I've got the story of that. When we come back with more Vancouver Consumer right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. And did you watch The Last of Us on HBO Season 1? It was really popular. An apocalyptic zombie horror drama. Uh, The first season was actually filmed in Calgary, but now that the actor strike is over, they're about to get to work on season two, but this time they're filming in Vancouver. It's now been revealed that the cameras will start rolling this January 7th, right here in the Lower Mainland. That's about all we know, other than the stars Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey will be back for the new season of The Last of Us. No specific locations have been named, I'm guessing it'll be some of the most run-down and post-apocalyptic parts of Vancouver. We've got a few of those. Uh, It's great news for the city, though. If you don't mind the odd traffic disruption, a production of this caliber will bring hundreds of new jobs to the Lower Mainland. Several million dollars will be spent on every single episode they film here. That strike by both the actors and writers in the U.S. was a really tough blow to the movie and TV production industry here in Vancouver. It lasted nearly four months and it left thousands of workers here scrambling for work either on non-union or smaller Canadian productions, which is just a fraction of the work that comes into our province from the U.S. for these film crews. For a lot of people here, it meant that they just had to quit the film business altogether. It's likely the rush will start early in the new year. Traditionally, November and December are a downtime in the industry because of American Thanksgiving and Christmas. Ironically, we're all watching the holiday movies that are usually filmed here in BC in the middle of the summer. Uh, More than 60,000 members of SAG, the Screen Actors Guild, and the American Federation of Television and Radio Performers went on strike in the U.S. on July 14th. At the time, they joined writers who had walked off the job more than two months earlier. Uh, The studio settled with the writers back at the end of September. Not only was it by far the longest ever strike for film and television actors, the strike also marked the first time both actors and writers had been out on strike together since 1960. And under this new deal that the actors have just struck, the actors will get a number of new concessions, including general wage increases. Also, they'll now get bonuses if their work on streaming platforms becomes really successful, such as The Last of Us, which commanded a huge audience and is making a lot of money for the producers and for HBO. And of course, 
one of the sticking points that you probably read about, got a lot of attention, was the use of artificial intelligence in movie and TV production. With this new deal, film and TV producers will have to get full consent from actors to create and use their AI digital replicas, as well as specify exactly how they're going to use their digital likenesses. As well, if they use a digitally created version of an actor, that actor will get paid the same rate for the number of days it would have taken if that actor actually had to show up for filming. And by the way, uh, The Last of Us will start filming in January here in Vancouver, but we won't be able to see it for a while. It isn't expected to premiere on HBO until 2025. I'm Martin Strong, and coming up on Vancouver Consumer, the BC government wants to give Uber drivers a raise. I've got that story and more when the Consumer News of the Week is on next. It's Vancouver Consumer. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.